0: You're now listening to The Electrical Current, a podcast series brought to you by the Independent Electrical Contractors. Welcome to the IEC National Podcast Series, The Electrical Current. I'm your host for the show, IEC National CEO, Spencer Vilwalk. During this podcast series, we will talk with folks throughout America that help to make the electrical and systems contracting industry truly great. Today, our featured guest is Jim Schoenfelder, owner of First Electric Contractors, headquartered in Lakewood, Colorado. First Electric has been serving the Front Range and Mountain Towns of Colorado since 2002. Jim has dedicated his professional career to electrical contracting and to Merit Shop. He has been involved at the local and national level of IEC, serving on committees, participating in numerous events and activities, and also serving on the local IEC Rocky Mountain Board of Directors, and now serving as a regional director on the IEC National Board of Directors. He's a great man and a great human being. I'm looking forward to our conversation uh, today, Jim, and would like to officially welcome you to the IEC podcast series, The Electrical Current.
1: Well, thanks for having me on today, Spencer. I look forward to our conversation. And, uh... Awesome. uh it's uh, always a pleasure to be All,
0: with you. Always a pleasure, indeed. Always a pleasure, indeed. It just uh, we've had many, many, uh, many, many uh, business dealings and many personal dealings throughout the years, and and uh, yeah, really, really uh, anxiously looking forward to chatting with you today, Jim. It's it's the highlight of my day, and look forward to sharing your, your story and your insights with with uh, other people in the IEC community. So, thank you, thank you. Um you let's let's start way back. Um tell us a bit about um you know, where did you grow up, Jim, and and um how did you find yourself, you know, working into the electrical industry?
1: My wife and I both hail from Northeastern Montana. Uh-huh. Uh, I came from a little tiny town Spencer of uh, about 500 folks, a little place called Fort Peck, Montana. Uh-huh. Fort Beck, Montana, is situated on the Missouri River in okay. northeastern Montana. Yeah. Back in the Newdale days, uh, there was a, a plan to put people back to work. They mm-hmm. built a dam and two hydroelectric plants okay. that uh, dam up the Missouri there in northeastern Montana and produce electricity for northern Montana and northern North Dakota. Okay, My father happened to be the substation superintendent for the Department of Energy, and took care of all of the high-voltage transmission really? across northern Montana and northern North Dakota. Wow. So electrical has kind of been in, <laughs> in our background from the very beginning. It's in your blood, yeah. Yeah, so uh, yeah, I grew up in the electrical family, and I got an older brother that's here in Aurora, Colorado, that is a uh, master electrician contractor. Mm-hmm. For many years here in the Denver area,
2: mm-hmm.
1: and, and that's what drew my wife and I to uh, Denver was okay. uh, having family. She has an older brother that uh, relocated here. He moved down and settled here. Yeah, with
0: his gotcha, family. gotcha. Hmm.
1: So we we moved down in uh, 1981 and got married here in Denver. We grew up in uh, you know what a what a wonderful place to grow up in northeastern Montana. Oh yeah, uh, but Beautiful. not. Um, not yet beautiful um wonderful the freedom to do whatever you you mm-hmm. know to to run his kids and not worry about it but um
0: except for maybe bears you know bears or, or mountain lions
1: <laughs> <laughs> but, but probably not the place to uh <laughs> for for the economy you know yeah understood. i went into the oil field and uh but after high school, we traveled quite a bit through Montana, North Dakota, Wyoming. But um, to really settle into the electrical industry in Denver was a, was a great choice for us. And mm-hmm. this has been, this is really truly home here mm-hmm. in Denver. Mm-hmm. Understood. Understood. And now we're 37 years this year okay. in Denver. Okay, wow. And um, it's been a great choice to to get into the trade down here
2: mm-hmm.
1: when it came down in 81 i started out in the field because that's what i knew of course
2: mm-hmm.
1: um and uh after traveling commuting every day to fort lufton colorado which was 100 miles away from denver mm-hmm. so 90 miles yeah. uh, 90 One miles wide. each way yeah. whatever it was yeah yeah um I finally decided to to get back in the trade. I'd, I'd worked a little bit in North Dakota and Montana in the, in the electrical trade. And, mm-hmm. uh, so, uh, after a little prodding from my older brother, I picked up the phone and I in the phone book and I called uh, every electrical contractor in Denver.
0: Did you? Yeah.
1: Until I got an interview with Sperling Bradley Electric, little, little five man shop. Yeah, yeah. So, so I made it all the way to the S's answer before i finally got an interview you're
0: persistent jim you're persistent
1: <laughs> but really interesting because i got an opportunity with a great little company two guys that did uh, were world war ii veterans okay and, wow. and started their business after the war
0: mm-hmm.
1: they were partnership at the end mm-hmm. of their careers you yeah. know um great place to learn and and come up as an apprentice yeah And I think I was the only apprentice at the time that they had and uh, really enjoyed the training and the hands-on and the one-on-one aspect of Mm -hmm. uh, how they really, really transferred their knowledge and understanding of the business and the Mm trade to us as as young people. Um, And those are the things that really were Deeply embedded into my yeah. character the as a contractor.
0: Values, the values really got in there, and the beliefs, yeah.
1: Hmm. Mm-hmm. And so as we moved along in our trade and mm-hmm. in our career, and I became a journeyman, electrician, ran some work for a couple different uh, large merit shops here in Denver, and uh, the one moved into management in my late 20s and that that's always been my goal was to train up the best sap we could possibly train up obviously and, mm-hmm. and as a manager that was you know a little bit uh, to my advantage because it made my life a lot easier yeah yeah but uh, ran uh ran a merit shop that had uh, about 350 employees mm-hmm. I met my business partner, Rick Stocking, Mm -hmm. at at that business, and and we worked side-by-side for several years together. Uh And in 2002, we decided to go out and do it ourselves. Yeah. And we were very fortunate Mm -hmm. in that uh, we, I was looking back, Spencer, I was was kind of running back through some old uh, information the other day. Yeah. In the first six months in business in 2002, we started in June 1st, um, and December 31st of
0: 2002,
1: Mm -hmm. we had $10 million worth of work on the
0: books. Wow. Wow.
1: And it was an amazing time. Yeah. Uh, Right after 9-11. right. Right. Uh, t- a tough time for our for our country absolutely a tough a tough time to open up a business yeah
0: yeah Tr- very so true, we were very so fortunate yeah
1: so so por- very fortunate to be able to step into uh, the opportunities that we were given when we first started in business mm-hmm. and, uh, today we we, um, we we're still enjoying the the incredible boom that we've seen in colorado here mm-hmm. in the last seven eight years mm-hmm. um still have a lot of those same employees working for us yeah that, that started it with started it um, started way back in oh two i remember we when we opened the door spencer we hired 45 employees sitting mm-hmm. on the carpet yep. at the office yep. Yep. we didn't even have office furniture right again. right so clipboards and uh, go find a place to sit down and we'll put you to work. Right. And, uh, you know, off we went. So today we, we've we got almost 17 years in. Mm-hmm. Um, to this date, we still, th- this company still never borrowed the time.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: It's, it's always done its business with, and, and financed its business itself. Right. We're really proud of that fact that we've been able to grow this business into a twenty eight to thirty million dollar a year company mm-hmm. without uh without ever having to to go into debt going to into it. debt
0: yeah yeah that's amazing so that's amazing
1: It's been a fun ride i c's been a big part of that for us mm-hmm. I think this year we have about forty apprentices in the program mm-hmm. and uh really excited about the growth of our apprentices we've uh, we i think we've turned out seven or eight journeymen already mm-hmm. this year in the yeah. first two months yeah so uh, we're really seeing a lot of growth in our our uh, young people moving from the apprenticeship ranks into the journeyman ranks Yep. Yeah. And uh, that's really exciting for us because we're we're very much homegrown and we love to promote from within.
2: So, yeah, absolutely,
1: I um, see really been a big uh, piece of that this last well uh, since since the since our recovery from the recession. Yep. Yeah, um, we've been able to get more apprentices into the program each and every year, and uh, it, we're really starting to see the fruits of
0: all of that of that investment that's great that's great and so you 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 know you got the first exposure to uh to the electrical industry through your father um, back in montana and and his involvement within the hydroelectric industry there and then then later you you had the influence of your brother moving down to colorado uh your older brother and, and then you guys you and um and now yeah your wife moved down there in in the early 80s Um, And then had the great opportunity to be able to connect with a a partnership, a small business there in Colorado, which helped to reinforce and instill the the Merit Shop philosophy of of, um, investment and training and and providing with opportunities for growth, um, of which then you've you've carried that with you into your entire career through First Electric. It sounds like it was something that that really resonated with you, Jim, and, and you wanted to make sure that as you and Rick uh, Stocking started up the business, it, that that investment carried on. I can hear as you're talking about you know 40 plus apprentices in, in the school and and things growing and and going through the different you know undulations of our where we were during those times from 2000 to now. We've we've had some very difficult times uh, in America with with post 9/11, um, the Great Recession period. Um, but you guys have come out ahead. Um, following and staying true to to the business, to your beliefs um, you haven't had to take out a loan uh, to be able to continue on with your good works and, and you've continued to grow, it's it's remarkable it's really remarkable
1: Yes it is, it's been a remarkable ride for us and um, you know it just attributes to the quality of people that we've been able to to bring alongside of us mm-hmm. as we grow in. yeah, and uh, we look back at these many many events that we have as a corporation and get to celebrate mm-hmm. all of our 15 year, 10 year, and 5 year employees. It's amazing, and that is uh, that 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 is truly the greatest part of being a business owner. Yeah, yeah, is working beside these these wonderful people year in year out mm-hmm. and watching them growing their industry into their careers their families purchasing their first homes mm-hmm. raising their children it's uh exciting to watch so rewarding and it's very but, rewarding yeah very yeah, rewarding Yeah. and uh building building getting a chance to build people yeah as yeah as a contractor and getting to contribute to that yeah um Watching young people come in that maybe haven't had a lot of success in life yet, mm-hmm. giving them opportunities to be successful,
0: right, right,
1: and working through the challenges that young people have growing up and maturing,
0: mm-hmm.
1: hanging in there with them, yeah, and uh, helping them find that success,
0: right, right.
1: It's amazing what amazing what happens to somebody once they get that idea in planted in them that they can do it
2: yeah
1: and they take they take off and run with it yeah and uh we yeah. see uh you know com- them competing in the apprenticeship competitions uh
2: uh-huh.
1: moving moving forward in their careers to so their journeyman's licenses um and yet, some of these young people that have uh i, I have one in particular that i remember to this day the mm-hmm. day that he came in with electrical engineer, neighbor of his. Hmm. He's an 18-year-old young man.
2: Yeah.
1: And the neighbor was an uh, electrical engineer that we'd used quite a bit in our design build work. Brought mm-hmm. him in. And uh, last year, he went out on his own, to start his own business.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Very rewarding to watch the progress of that young person. Yeah. From the first day that... As he sat in the conference room, we talked about his possibilities in our of, of his career in our mm-hmm. industry. Mm-hmm. Today, being a small business owner, wow! And uh, that's that's so rewarding as, oh, yeah. as a small business owner to be able to be a part of that progress. Right,
0: right,
1: right. And watch that, that young man uh, step out on his own and, mm-hmm. and give it a go. Yeah, so very, very much. A rewarding career in the electrical industry—that's for sure.
0: It's amazing. That's amazing. The way, yeah, the one sitting here listening to you talk about it—it's—it's it's the, yeah, the the mentorship, and and providing the opportunities and watching people develop and grow. It sounds like it's it's yeah been. That's that's the biggest ROI. <laughs> you know, that's that's the biggest return that that. Um, that a person can have in, in a lot of ways isn't it you know being able to empower yeah, we, someone we, to change their lives
1: so we've uh we've enjoyed a lot of success mm-hmm. in our own careers but I think the biggest reward for us is watching the success in those that work for us and uh, the opportunities um and many uh we celebrate a lot of uh marriages this last year a lot of first children being mm-hmm. born this last year wow uh, a lot a lot of young people entering into their first year at icrm yeah
2: and
1: yeah. you know their first year classes so very exciting times right now to be in the trade yeah to be a contractor it's uh it's, this is uh this is fun. Entering to to <laughs> see the growth in our industry, to right. see the growth in Denver and our economy nationally. Right. And the opportunities that are that are presented to us as IEC are yeah. nationally. The things that that we're seeing coming out of the focus that IEC is uh, looking at the twenty division twenty twenty five. Yeah. And building to the future. Yeah. It's exciting times for us. It is. That, uh, the The industry is changing daily.
0: Yeah. Well, let's uh, let's talk about that a little bit. No, I'm, yeah, yeah. I'm curious. You know, what? How do you see yeah, the future of the industry changing? Because it it is. It's changing rapidly. You know, technology is coming into play. Um, so many factors are 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 coming into play. How yeah, how do you how do you see the continual evolution of uh of the electrical contracting industry in the next few years.
1: Well, I see the uh the technology changes that uh that we've just witnessed over the last five to seven years. Yeah. Yeah. We 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 have completely moved into the electronic format. Mm-hmm. Everything's digital mm-hmm. in our world. We've thrown away the paper drawings, right? Right. Yeah. You know, <laughs> everybody has an iPad or a laptop anymore. Yep. yep. Um, you know, and the just the level of communication mm-hmm. and the accuracy in which we're able to perform our work, the efficiencies are keep rising. Wow. Uh, as as we get finer and finer about our communication and, and more detailed about the information we provide. I, that's what I see is leaps and bounds in being able to accurately provide the information needed in the field mm-hmm. to, to do the job. Yeah. The, the supply chain has become so much more predictable.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And we're seeing that we're able to place materials and tools and people on jobs at, at the proper timing mm-hmm. to be the most efficient. The
0: coordination, yeah. Yeah,
1: yeah. and, and I see construction becoming so much more automated and with uh, pre- mm. prefab. And,
0: mm-hmm.
1: uh, things that are more and more are being built in factories. Right. Interesting. And then set into place on the job sites where we can uh, we can make final connections and mm-hmm. we can bring up the speed of construction. Mm-hmm. Cutting twenty, thirty percent out of the out of the time frames. Mm-hmm. Which equates to big dollars for developers,
0: right. owners. Right.
1: So, you know, it's uh, just such our 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 industry hasn't changed much over the last hundred years. Mm-hmm. But the electrical industry is changing rapidly right now with mm, well said. the development of products and and technology, yep. lighting systems, communication systems, things that I've watched since I came into the industry. And I remember, Spencer, I was talking to somebody the other day how yeah. we used to write out our proposals uh-huh. to bid a job and mail them with U.S. Postal Service. Right. To our general contractors, right? Right. And our suppliers would do the same with their bill and material quotes. They would actually mail them to us. Yeah. And then we'd call each other on bid day, because we didn't have fax machines back then. Right. right. Anyway, and we didn't have email.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And so that's that's how we got a bid out. We actually yeah. tabulated everything with those phone calls. Right. And called it into our general contractor, and he already had our proposal, which is we'd mailed it to him a week prior in advance, right right you know and and that's how that's how business was done hmm. and now today it happens instantaneously mm-hmm. and I, I'm not sure what about tomorrow's going to look like right <laughs>
0: right right
1: but uh, in it's uh, fun to come up through the trade Mm -hmm. and to look back at the way we used to do things and and how we do things today
0: it's amazing and how
1: much of the industry has changed but how much of it has still stayed the same
0: right right we We,
1: still have the same values
0: right right
1: we're we're still trying to educate people Mm -hmm. do it right Mm -hmm. We're, we're trying to take care of our customers and the end user and the employee. Mm-hmm. And those values that were good a hundred years ago are still good. Still, today. still, yeah, still Just strong. the way we delivered
0: the product right. has changed. Right. Well said. Yeah, Very that's, well said.
1: So I love about our industry. Yeah.
0: Yeah. That's uh,
1: excellent. Just solid people, great and solid jobs. That's right. And, uh, you know, Give an opportunity to young people to mm-hmm. to learn and to grow and, and to raise their own families mm-hmm. and have opportunities in their life that, that we were affording. Right. Right. That's what it's all about. That's right. Um, it's been it's been a great ride. Yeah. am um, not sure about tomorrow mm-hmm. for me. I'm coming to kind of to the, to are the you? end of my
0: career. Yeah, yeah. We'll, well tell? yeah, what are you what are you thinking? What what uh Yeah, you you still trying to yeah, well f- Get it, get it uh, figured out. What, what, uh, what? The next few years look like for you?
1: Still trying to figure that out. Yep. Uh, traveled a lot over the last ten years, uh-huh. as you know. And, yes. Uh, did, have, um, really invested ourselves in mission work around the world.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh suspect that retirement, when that day comes, in the next four to five years, mm-hmm. I would say. Um, would include a lot more missions work and a lot more travel.
2: Mm
1: -hmm. And uh, we spend an awful lot of time in Africa, mainly Ethiopia. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: And uh, our heart really is uh, around educating people Mm -hmm. and and bringing education opportunities. So uh, I would suspect that we will go back into that uh, we've kind of stepped away the last couple of years mm-hmm. and have been, uh, a bit more homebody. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, as retirement comes, I think, uh, if those opportunities are afforded to us again, we'd love to get back, back in the mission field and, Perfect. uh, especially educating children in third world environments. Yeah. Yeah. Um, bringing those education opportunities as we have in the past, right? And, uh, so that's, that's something to look forward to. Um, yeah. Keeping our eyes open right now, our ears open, and mm-hmm. and uh, looking looking for opportunities.
2: Yeah,
0: yeah. Well, that's that's great. Let, let's talk a little bit about your your mission work too, if you're if you're um, able to. That I mean, you you won a, a national award uh, a couple of years ago for the community service IEC National Community Service Award um, for, uh, a school project that you built and, and helped to build in, in, um, in Africa, or in Africa and in, in Ethiopia specifically. Um, it, can you, can you tell us a little bit about that, that the scope of that project? And, and I know you've shared too, and, in you know, the, how it, it truly changed the lives of, of those young people in, in that community.
1: Well, we, um, it could, now it's been uh, it's been about six years, I think, Spencer. Mm-hmm. Maybe seven now. Yeah, it was uh,
0: it was like 13, and, 2013, I think I was trying to yeah, recount. So, yeah.
1: yeah, so we, um, we we got invited to be a part of a pretty special project uh, that the church that we we're involved with had already been doing work in a village in Ethiopia mm-hmm. by the name of Gojo. Yeah. And um, they, they were mainly doing a, a humanitarian work where they were um, stepping in and really rescuing street kids, uh, orphans, if you will, in the village. Most of these kids were orphaned either by uh, waterborne disease or through AIDS mm-hmm. that had ravaged their families. Wow. And, uh, we got involved in that process in, in that program. Mm-hmm. But, uh, the next step really was: what else can we do besides bring relief into this situation? Um, help the, the local church in Ethiopia to set up a foster program where families in the church were fostering these kids, mm-hmm. these street kids. Right. The next, next step really was. What else can we do? And and that answer was, well, we need to educate these children because the student-to-teacher ratio in most of the government-run schools in that region, um, the student ratio is 90 to 1 Hmm. to a teacher. Obviously, that's not education. That's uh, that's trying to control chaos. Right, right. And so... We started the process of raising funds in America to build a school Mm -hmm. in in Gojo. Mm -hmm. And bring a quality education, especially to the orphan kids, Mm -hmm. because that was really the focus, was obviously orphans first, and then uh, the the village children that wanted to attend the school were given that opportunity also. Mm -hmm. And um, my wife and I got involved at that point, and Got to go, go through the process of championing that project mm-hmm. locally here in Denver, and also in, in Gojo Ethiopia, mm-hmm. be a part of the design and construction of that project.
0: Yeah,
1: and raising the funds here in America, mm. and uh, just shepherding the whole thing. Yes, yes. It's been uh, really an incredible experience for us to all those different times to you know, be mm-hmm. a part of that project and to to make great friends yeah but uh, what's really incredible about it is that today that school educates over 500 children.
0: unbelievable wow
1: with um, a full day curriculum mm-hmm. uh, in the morning they do the government curriculum the yeah. Ethiopian government yes. uh, yeah. school curriculum and in the afternoon they um teach English, social studies, math, sciences, hmm. and computer skills. Um, really That's is an outstanding school. Oh. Head and shoulders above anything that uh, is offered in the region. Yeah. Very much competitive with what, would, what you would find in uh, the capital city of Addis Ababa.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And that quality of education right in the the small village of Gojo.
0: In the rural area. Right. They
1: educate wow. now. Kindergarten through eighth grade.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Kindergarten that was built about four years ago, I think educ- uh, I think provides education to about a hundred kindergartners every wow. day. Wow. So total I think we're over six hundred students daily. Yeah. And uh it is we're really reaching in to this opportunity um and pouring into this opportunity to create leaders future the future leaders of ethiopia yeah amazing. especially this region of ethiopia amazing and um that's been very rewarding for mm-hmm. my wife and i yeah um it's been uh, a lifetime once a lifetime experience Mhm. These things, uh, how we happened into it, uh, how it came about, is uh, quite incredible. But mm-hmm. uh, you know, you just gotta you gotta give thanks for yes. a great staff at First Electric that allows us to travel, yes, to go and do our to do our community service yes. in Ethiopia and in different parts of the world that we've had opportunities yes. to go. And they've taken care of everything at home. Yeah. They never had to worry about a thing.
2: Yeah.
1: And so many times that we've been out of country when we didn't have access to email or communication, mm-hmm. didn't have to worry about it because it was taken care of at home because right. we have a great staff.
0: Right, right.
1: And uh, that's really given us the freedom to go and do and so we're really thankful for that. We're really thankful for the wonderful people at First Awakening. Yeah. Uh, they just take care of it every day. Yeah, And, and we're mm-hmm. thankful for the opportunities to get to go.
0: Mm-hmm. Absolutely.
1: You know, it's, uh, some of the neatest people that we've ever met in our lives, uh, some of the most wonderful friendships have been formed Yeah. Uh, in cultures that we don't really grasp every right. all the time, <laughs> right? <laughs> but, Understood. but Understood. besides the, our differences in cultures, we, we we find common ground, right? And, and we find great friendships in that. Yeah. So, and so, just, uh, it's, it's been quite an experience, Spencer. I, yeah. I encourage anybody to get out there, yeah, and and, and go and lend yep. a hand.
0: Yep. Yeah. You just
1: don't know what how how much your skills and gifts. How valuable they are mm-hmm. in other parts of the world until you, until you find
0: yourself there it's, it's again it's just a, it's a higher level of uh, return that you get in life is that empowerment and and the the way you talk about you know your, your your staff at, at first electric and, and that they help to enable you to do your mission work and to follow um... follow your your heart your soul your your calling into helping out another community on the other side of the world that doing doing similar thing where you you empowered your your people at the company at first electric to be able to then help them elevate their skills help them you invested in them they invested into the company which then helped you to continue to support them back in Colorado where, where you were also able to design <laughs> and, and get on a plane and go and build um, a, a school that is changing the lives of hundreds of young people in, in a small village in Ethiopia day in day out for, for over six years now and will continue to change the lives of those individuals and, and, and afford them opportunities that they would have never had before it's Jim it's just so inspiring um, <laughs> i'm i 'm always moved and and uh, when when we talk and, and I learn um, you 've just got such an honest spirit an honest um, soul and and have dedicated your life to purpose and meaning. Um, it's truly remarkable. It's truly remarkable.
1: It's been incredible, Spencer. I don't yeah. even know how to put it in words. The yeah. The opportunities to travel the world,
0: to, mm-hmm.
1: to be a part of something bigger than ourselves.
0: Yes. Yes.
1: Um, to have these opportunities, we, we invest into our own people at home. To, to allow us to have the freedom to do these things, and uh, absolutely. And, you know, just that that spirit
2: mm-hmm.
1: of mentorship, right? Uh, just pouring into people whatever whatever you've been given, right? Passing them along is, is I think, really what I is all about. It's, Absolutely, it's what I I see contractors are all about. That's right. It, it what it's what changes lives.
0: Yep. Yeah,
1: and. That's what's exciting for us to be a part of every day mm-hmm. is uh, it's just sharing knowledge, sharing wisdom, and lending a hand. That's yeah. really what it's all about.
0: Yeah. Oh.
1: Um, you know, it, 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 if you take care of the things, the small things, the big things will take care of themselves, <laughs> right?
0: Isn't that the um, truth? Isn't that the truth?
1: And, uh, that's really, uh, we just, we just do the details every day.
0: Mm-hmm. I do want to, I do want to thank you again for, for sharing your very insightful and inspiring story, um, with uh, selfishly with me, um, and, uh, and, and selflessly, uh, back with the IEC community, because I think it's, it's such an empowering story and such a unique story. And, and as you said, it, it, really resonates back with the the philosophy that that IEC contractors and, and their businesses, and it just burns, that, that fuel burns bright within each one of us. So thank you. Thank you, my friend.
1: Uh, thank you, Spencer. Always a pleasure, my friend. Right. Love having the time to chat with you. We're going to have to spend some more time uh, in the next chance we get, which Absolutely. is probably St. Louis. That's right. And, yeah. Uh, Look forward to
0: that. Fantastic. Fantastic. All right, Jim. Thank you. God bless. God bless you. Talk to you soon. Thank you. And thanks to all of our listeners out there. This has been another installment of the IEC National Podcast Series, The Electrical Current. You can check us out at IECI.org. And if you're interested in career opportunities within the electrical and systems industry, you can jump over to MyElectricCareer.com. That's MyElectricCareer.com. Dot .com to learn more and start on the path to achieve your dreams.